two on one. Stone with Stevenson. Stone stops, shoots, he scores! The double fist pump, the high five with White Cloud, the embrace with Stevenson, short-handed goal, the captain, Mark Stone. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at lvsportsnetwork.com. Misfits to champions. The Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup in 2023. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... You know, we're uh, only a couple of days away from the start of next season. (coughs) By the (laughs) viewpoint of the National Hockey League, the Mm. next season starts with the NHL Draft. That is the page turner from uh, where you mark the end of last season to the start of next season. So on, on a rights deal, if you're securing rights, if you're looking at the NHL calendar, the start to the finish, it always begins with the National Hockey League draft. Uh, that kicks it off. That's the beginning, and then you uh, go on forward. The last event is the NHL Awards. Uh, which is uh, appropriate because you're recognizing uh, all of the excellence from the previous season. Those two events are separated by 48 hours. Isn't that amazing? Like the (laughs) end and the start of the National Hockey League calendar is separated by 48 hours. So everybody, next Tuesday, take it off. Just, just regroup, just sit back. Uh, if you want to listen, you can, but make sure it's just purely for fun uh, because uh, between the NHL awards on Monday night and the National Hockey League first round uh, of the draft is on Wednesday night, you just get a chance to collect yourself. And then it's right back to work. Uh, the National Hockey League draft, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's the first round on, on Wednesday. You get uh, through the 32 picks, uh, and you get uh, a lot of high-profile uh, people at the front end. And then it's always wild. Uh, all the pregame shows, the pre-draft shows, uh, the uh, lead-up to it on Wednesday will revolve around the first three picks. And after 25 minutes of the draft, it's over. And then that, then the rest of it is this huge learning experience uh, through the next uh, 20, 28 picks uh, of the National Hockey League draft. And it's going to be so much uh, fun. Uh, I love that uh, period of time. And the Vegas Golden Knights will have the 32nd pick. They will uh, wrap up. Uh, as things stand right now, they will wrap up the first uh, round of the National Hockey League draft. And that's a four-hour extravaganza because of television, basically. <laughs> Four-hour extravaganza. And then the Mm. next day, we gather back at the rink, and this case is Bridgestone Arena, and rounds two through seven will be accomplished in less than four hours. They just speed through it, and and it's awesome stuff. And NHL Network will have uh, all the coverage. Uh, ESPN has the first round on on, uh, Wednesday night. 
That's my favorite part of the draft. It really is, is how long it takes to complete the first round. And it's understandable. You get why that is. There's tons of fanfare around the the first you know, first round of the draft. You've got trades. Hopefully there'll be some trades, some action, some movements, well, some, all some the things to kind of get, uh, get their TV time, uh, the interviews sure. uh, through all the networks. So, so that's always uh, a bonus too. And you get to hear from some of the executives uh, throughout the night. So uh, between there's, there's a three minute clock. Between each picks, each pick, and mm. then you can add, uh, take a timeout, and then there's commercial breaks. So, yeah, to get through 32, it's uh, it's an event. Yeah, so it takes your time, right? And and that's great. That's 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 a a television made for TV event of of sorts. And then uh, you get to day number two, and and how quickly that process goes, how much stuff is really crammed in, and how much gets accomplished in that second day is always really interesting and, and fun to me to kind of go through at the end of at the end of it all but uh, uh, you know you, you kind of mentioned the three picks and then all of a sudden after that it's it's all about learning all about uh, understanding each individual player their strengths and weaknesses and why you know from from experts that are covering these guys on a day-to-day basis why it fits with the organization that picks them when I did the draft and I did five of them uh, hosted the National Hockey mm-hmm. League draft for for Sportsnet and Rogers in Canada it is overwhelming the amount of information that uh, that uh, that is presented to you and that uh, that you're able to uh, really sift through but you basically know uh, you have a very strong uh, idea of which way it's going to go now there there are years uh, where things will take a, a bit of a twist and I'm thinking about uh, uh, the Patrick Line a year where you weren't sure whether he was going to go second or not. And there's uh, different uh, finish uh, influences on that board between people that are going to be picked and people that uh, that were doing the picking. So that that was a that was a, a different year with with behind Austin Matthews, uh, who you knew was was going to go number one. Uh, and then you get some trades, you get some different uh, scenarios. One year, Boston had, I think, picks uh, 14, 15 and 16. There was no way they were going to keep all all three of those picks. Uh, who is going to get those selections? Well, it ended up that they played a bit of chicken, and there was no trade at the end. And they picked 14, 15, 16, those three picks in a row right in the middle of the, mm-hmm. of the first round. Jake DeBrusque was one of those picks. And uh, they haven't really had much production from uh, the other ones. Zaboro was was another pick uh, in that uh, that sequence. So you've got uh, different things that, that can that can knock it wonky. But uh, but the favorite part, that easily the favorite part about working a National Hockey League draft, is you find out who's going to be selected before anybody else does. And we always have a uh, associate producer. Uh, in this case, it was a full-time uh, my Wednesday night uh, on the national telecast producer who was off to the side, right side of the stage. His name's Matt Marstrom, and uh, he was uh, part of our draft coverage. But his whole thing was to get the name of the next pick from Central Registry. So, so say Boston is picking fifth. As soon as Buffalo mm-hmm. picks fourth makes their selection, and we're rehashing uh, the analysis of, of the Sabres pick, Boston will submit who they're going to take as they're walking up to the stage. 
Central Registry, uh, the National Hockey League uh, brains, the lawyers, uh, everybody that makes uh, sure everybody follows the rules. You'd be great at that, uh, Ryan. You'd be awesome at Central Registry. Central Registry gets the pick. So they tell the broadcasters so we can have an idea. So we're not caught flat-footed. We've done our homework, but we're not Mm -hmm. caught uh, flat-footed. That's the best part. So Marstrom will hold up uh, a name, uh, Chris Chapman. And we're like, oh, wow, okay, that, that's expected. So as we segue uh, towards the next pick, we, we have, we'll throw out sort of decoys at times, but we'll always make sure we talk, hey, don't forget Chris Chapman is, is a name that we've heard could, could slide up the board a little bit. So, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, never rule something like that out. That's just not being brilliant. That's having a tip uh, on that uh, off to the side of the, the camera. That was always my, my favorite part. And, and watching my fellow commentators, uh, the, uh, the uh, analysts, the draft specialists, weave their magic and how to present that without being over the top, I'm the smartest person in the building, or, uh, or <laughs> how, how they, they present it. So uh, lots, of, lots of fun. Coming up uh, with the National Hockey League first-round draft on Wednesday. Uh, we'll make sure that you're set up for that. But uh, in, in the first round, the projections right now, I'm going off ESPN because that's who has the draft. Their rankings, mm-hmm. uh, centermen and left-wingers dominate uh, those that are included in the top 32 uh, picks on, on their list. Uh, right-wingers uh, have about five, and there's six, de- six defensemen in there. So, uh, and no goaltenders. Which is not a big surprise. Uh, goaltenders have certainly uh, waned in in their the numbers of first round selections uh, over the years, and it's not often somebody will go off the board on this uh, list uh, of the different elements uh, and uh, uh, different uh, outlets that that put these lists together that will go off the board and take a goaltender. So I wouldn't expect uh, any goaltenders to go in this year's first round. There's a run of defensemen Mm -hmm. at the back end. I think you might see more than six defensemen go in in the first round, Uh, but it's definitely heavy, heaviest on centers and left-wingers, which is a bit of a comeback for the left-wing side. Now, when you are kind of looking at this from a top three pick perspective, do you feel like it's pretty locked in? Obviously, we know Connor Bedard's going number one. There's a lot of talk, I think, when it comes to Adam Fantilli as being a guy that's going to go high, probably number two. But do you get the sense that the top three are, are consensus at this point? No, there's, there's a player that, uh, that could really mm. uh, disrupt things uh, in that, uh, that, that top three. And uh, that, that's the Russian. Because yeah, Matt Mitchkov. Yeah, he's under contract for the next couple of years in the KHL. So you will have to wait for him. And with, with, uh, with that selection... That's a mm-hmm. that's a player that I, I think could go, quite honestly, could go two, if you, if you really mm-hmm. liked him and he was available next year, I, I think he he would be in the mix for two. Fantilli is outstanding and has all the uh, all the amazing uh, attributes uh, that that you that you would love in a player, but I have I have seen uh, Mitchkov as high as number two, I've seen him mm-hmm. as low as five. Because uh, you're going to have to wait for a couple of years for him to either finish off his KHL contract or find a way to, to get out of it. So, uh, no, no, the number three, uh, the top three, 
I don't think is 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 locked in in stone totally because of the different thought processes. Is is Anaheim willing to wait for Amichkov? Mm-hmm. And when he comes over, your core group is even more um, settled in and uh, and driving the bus on that side. Adam Fantilli is going to be a wonderful player, and and by mm-hmm. all. Uh, examples of of his track record uh he's going to be an impact player uh i i would have trouble going past him yeah in in yeah. the number two pick uh because of 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 the range uh that uh that he has uh in the course of uh, of his uh all of his tools he's a centerman uh, uh, I think that uh, that that gives you uh, depth uh, as well. Uh, and Michkov is 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 a is a right winger. Uh, I always default mm-hmm. to the center. Uh, and when you're rebuilding like this, uh, I think uh, I think Anaheim would be uh, just uh, wise to to take a center. So I, I would still go Fantilli, but I just want to make sure that uh, that I'm being honest with the the Michkov is is going to be. I, I think he ends up going third. But I've seen mm-hmm. him as high as high as two. I I, I do think that that w- it'll be Bedard, Fantilli, Michkov, just in 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 uh, what order behind Bedard. Yeah, that that's an interesting one for me because I I think you know from what I've read on on Michkov, it's that he's got all the tools that, that you could ask for. But oh, again, brilliant. there's the the contract status. That's there's it. the contract it's, it's status the in the, the KHL. Con- it's only yeah. the Russian factor. And that is right. it. That's the only thing. Standing in the way here. Otherwise, I think he would be a consensus number two pick uh, because he's he's thought that highly of. Which, from what we know of Fantilli, Adam Fantilli, mm-hmm. that's a huge compliment to Michkov. Now, I yeah, I've, sure. I, I should I, also say I haven't watched these players beyond uh, World Championships, so mm-hmm. I, I know that uh, that it's a real frustration with the different scouting services or scouting staffs uh, of teams when people like me go on platforms like this and start uh, spouting off about things. And I, I, I have not watched Michkov. Uh, I, I've only read about him. I've read a lot about him, but I haven't watched him mm-hmm. very much. So uh, take that for I'm, I'm putting a lot of uh, things together. And, and basing my opinion more so off of uh, off the off the eye test here, uh, so I want to acknowledge that uh, that scouting staffs uh, are shouting at me right now, and and uh, <laughs> voicing their frustration at me. But I I want to know that uh, that I'm trying to do the best I can by informing people as well. Here I am trying to get you in trouble. Well, I'm no, sorry. it's 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 it was one uh, one hockey executive said to me this week. Mm-hmm. I, these people haven't watched an amateur game all year because I was, I was right. said uh, it was in relation to a Vancouver Canuck post. And it, it struck me as odd that I think the Vancouver Canucks are picking 13th in and around there. And mm-hmm. there is a report from inside the organization that they, they really liked a certain player. And I thought, that is really specific coming from uh, a writer uh, talking about a team picking in the top third, but middle ground of the national hockey league draft and zeroing in mm-hmm. on a player because things there's, there's wiggle room. Once you get past the top eight, 
There's wiggle room uh, in all players and, and a margin for error. Uh, you know, the old uh, uh, political polls, there's margin for error plus uh, minus uh, four. Uh, there's a margin for error uh, or wiggle room on where teams are going to go with a certain player. And there's probably four players, mm-hmm. three players uh, in the mix uh, when each team. Now you get down to 13, it's there's three or four in, in that in that area. For a report to come out that a certain team, like the, in this case, it was Vancouver, was locked in on on a, this particular player, was bizarre because mm-hmm. what what you don't even know whether that player is going to be around for to, to say that. Sure. Why why yeah. would you get that out if you like this player so much? Because it, if if he's not on the radar of somebody else, uh, and and I'm picking ten, nine. 12, 11, I'm going to take another look if, if, if he's not up there on mine, and I'm going to ask my staff questions uh, about this player and, and ask what, what we're missing that, that uh, Vancouver is so high on him uh, about. Uh, and, and number three, I got a leak. I, I got a big leak sure. in, in, in my hockey operations department. Why are they telling a writer, somebody that, uh, about a player that we love. I don't want, and if they're telling them about that, what else are they telling them? So I, I forward, mm-hmm. I saw this article and I forwarded it on to uh, a, a, a team, a person in a hockey operations department, not in Vegas, but another team uh, in Canada, a buddy of mine. And it was just, it was purely more uh, joking around. And this is a guy that I grew up with. So it's, uh, it, it's more just, uh, <laughs> Saying, would this happen with your team? And, uh, and sure. LOL. And this person said, came back with me to me as this is a person that hasn't watched an amateur game all year. And they're putting out that wow. the Vancouver Canucks are locked in a player at 13, which has so much margin for error. What, like, how, how, how does this even get written? How does this even get out there? Mm-hmm. How does this even qualify as, as expertise, as, as uh, legitimate content, and people are going to believe this. They were they were really frustrated about this, and so that's why I try and read as much as I can. But I also let you know and let the audience know that I'm no uh, expert in, in this field. I'm no Sam mm-hmm. Cosentino, uh, who's so locked in on, on this kind of stuff that uh, that I've got a, a, a larger margin for error. But the person was funny. They haven't watched an amateur game all year, and they're writing about this. <laughs> And I didn't even care about that. I was more like, I can't believe that the Vancouver is letting it get out that they're picking here and they're locked in on this player. Like I just said, I don't know what's going to happen in the order of the top three, but, but mm-hmm. Vancouver's allowing somebody to write about what they're going to do in the middle of the draft. That was mind blowing to me. That, uh, Kelly McCrimmon, George McPhee, uh, uh, Bob Lowe's like that would never, never get out. They, they may not talk about that beyond five people, six people sure. with, with their staff. Uh, they, that never would, would get out. And same with my buddy in Canada. There's not a chance that with his, with his staff that that is going to get beyond that. Now, some scouts love to talk, and some guys really like to, to talk to, to the media to the point where they're mm-hmm. trying to get out of their jobs. 
and we and we used to get this all the time, and they still do. Uh, I don't I don't as much uh, because I, I work for. The, the Vegas Gold Knights. But when I was at Sportsnet, I would get in contact by an assistant GM or a director of player personnel or a scout. Hey, uh, Carolina's got an opening uh, in player personnel. Uh, can, you, can you throw my name out there? And that happens all <laughs> the time. Elliot Friedman uh, gets that request all the time. Pierre Lebrun, all the time. And you'll see some of these names. And when you see a name that you are not familiar with, that means somebody's either done their homework big time or it's a favor. And there's a lot of favors being done. Uh, same with you hear general manager openings and you hear the same names a lot of times. A, a, a sure, large yeah. part of that is guys reaching out and asking for their names to be circulated. It's, in, it's good business, to be quite honest, for some of these national uh, opinionists or, or insiders to share some of that name because if 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 you reach out to me and say, "Hey, Mallory, can you uh, can you throw my name in for the uh, for the Dallas job?" Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, because and and I'll do it because if if you get it, you owe me one. Sure. So it's it's not I, now. There's some guys who won't do it. I know there's some guys, right. and, and that includes, uh, I'm not going to tell you uh, of the names I mentioned, Friedman and, and uh, uh, Pierre, uh, and there's others, mm-hmm. but uh, one of those guys doesn't do it. One of those guys does. Mm-hmm. And there's not a, a right or a wrong in, in, in that. I understand that they would. I've done it. Guys have reached out to me right. and when we used to do Hockey Central. I would bring up names and, and as a courtesy to them. To, to get their name out. Sometimes they were, most times they were friends anyway, but, uh, but, mm-hmm. but, but I would, I would do that. Uh, uh, and, uh, along that line. So that might be what's happening in this Vancouver scenario with, with the draft and why they're so specific about who they might take in the middle of the first round. Uh, because somebody inside it might be working for, uh, on, on a job, say Philadelphia and a player personnel, or they might change their scouting staff because of all the, uh, uh, the new people in charge there. And they, they might want to, to, to have, some direction to it. There's there's a lot of games being played beyond those that are on the ice. Chapman would be gold in this world. You know, like he would be awesome in this world. What what is it? What's like? What's most interesting to me is obviously you know you're, you you kind of talk about different plays and the games and all that stuff. And from your perspective, because as, as you mentioned, like you used to do it, you used to have certain situations where you were either looking for that information or you were in the game. Now where you're at. Present day, are are you finding and, and getting kind of more of that information when you're not so much chasing it? Because I feel like we've no. had this conversation before, where you're as plugged in as you were before without necessarily having to chase yeah, it no, as much. Here, here's the here's the difference. Now is I don't chase mm-hmm. it. Uh, yeah. I I don't chase this stuff anymore. And I don't have to. It's uh, it's not part of my job. I'm not going. I'm not doing a national show. Uh, anymore. I'm not doing a national radio show every day anymore. I don't have to. Uh, it's just not part of the skill set that I need. What happens though is when I run into people, they tell yeah. me everything now. Like, <laughs> everything. Because they know that I'm not doing I'm not posting stuff like that. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. not. Uh, I'm not uh, on Twitter. I'm not uh, on on uh, the NHL Network uh, where our, our national radio show was simulcast uh, every day. I'm not. I'm not 
talking about people in the know or different things that are happening in the National Hockey League with coaches or players or trades or uh, different hires or who's on the hot seat. Uh, they, they, they know that, uh, that that doesn't concern me. But, so they know it's not going to go anywhere. And I, and I have, a, in my brain, I have a ton of stuff that I'm just not going to say because they've told me this and they've told me not, not in confidence, but they felt good in, in telling me because they know I'm not going to go on some big platform and say it. So I, I, I've, I've had this conversation, I think with Kelly before, um, Crimin, mm. how, how people tell me all the time, Kiprios, I told this to right around the trade deadline, and he was mad at me. He's like, why aren't you telling me this stuff? I'm like, I don't know. I, just, I never, never really thought of it. Uh, so, so next year I might filter some things over to, to Kipper to make mm. sure he knows. But I, people, I don't chase it at all. And that chasing it is an awful business. I yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't want Dreger's job or a Kipper's job or a Friedman or those guys. I wouldn't want Bob McKenzie. I wouldn't want that job. There's a lot of pressure in it, and you're bugging people all the time. And you always got to be available, and you got to talk to people. I don't like people, so uh, it's mm-hmm. just it's it's a terribly awful job. Uh, that 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 I wouldn't want uh, for for anything, and and I only dabbled in it in a little bit. But now that that I don't share with everybody, people tell me all kinds of stuff, and it's really cool. And sometimes I'll I'll, I'll float it up uh, the food chain uh, a little bit. This this is what I'm hearing, but most times I just sit on it and see see if it's going to happen, or or I'll give uh, my producer for the Chirp podcast with the National Hockey League, Bob Bender, producer Bob, I'll say, keep an eye on this team, uh, maybe touch base with their PR person, and just grease the skids a little bit that we're in contact, uh, we love your team, because something could happen over here. I'll, I'll, I might play that game mm-hmm. a little bit, but uh, most times I just sit back and, and watch and, and enjoy, because I, I like being in the know. It's it's like the the draft lottery they, when when you know when you know the order of the draft lottery, uh, thirty five minutes before the world knows, and you're like, mm-hmm. there's there's thirty people in the world that know that Austin Matthews is going to be a Toronto Maple Leaf. Like I, I, right. I, I like knowing that stuff. I I wasn't going to do anything with it because that would have been bad. Chapman would have tweeted it for sure. Chapman, what can I trust you? with? I think like, so. How, yeah. how much? How deep can the the code of trusting you? Go. I'm actually pretty good. There's there's a lot of people who've told me things and I keep them inside. Like I don't if someone tells me something off the record, I don't tell the story. Like, so what could what could I tell you? Give me an example of something that I could tell you where you could trust where I could trust you with it. Well, I think there's a lot of things. I mean, away from, from hockey. No, per- nothing away from hockey. Okay. I don't want oh, Only hockey? I'm not telling you anything personal. There's okay. not a chance I'm sharing anything <laughs> personal with you. No <laughs> way on this earth I'm sharing anything you, personal you, with you. You may not be aware, but you do it a lot. You, you actually do share stuff with me personally. You don't even know it. So, And I've, and I've never told a soul. But um, You're just so easy to talk to, buddy. I guess so. No, I listen, if, 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 if like hypothetically you told me that the Golden Knights were close to resigning Ivan Barbashev. These were the numbers. This was the term. But you said you can't tell anybody. I wouldn't tell anybody. I'd yeah. wait till I'd wait till yeah. that came out. That's not. It's not I, my. We're play. talking you about Chris Chapman. You wouldn't tell. You wouldn't tell Junko. You wouldn't tell nope. anybody. No. Listen. If you tell me something in confidence like that, because here's the problem: if I tell someone and it gets back to you, then. 
I, I, I hurt our relationship. It, it, it wouldn't even have to get back to me that, that it came from you. I would just assume it came yeah, from you. Yeah, well, you would know, and it, it mm. would harm our relationship both professionally and personally, and I, I would prefer that. Because we come not, a long way personally. Yeah, and I would prefer that not to happen. Yeah, professionally... I'm, we've always been in a good place, but personally, I think yeah, we're, we're yeah. I mean, really like, like I don't, I don't want to ruin our friendship over something so trivial. So if you told me something like that, I, I would. <laughs> what about Vegas is going to play Seattle in the Winter Classic next year? Well, I already know would, that. Would, would you? Share oh, if that? I knew ahead of time? No, no. What if I told you that right now? Well, what, I know. What'd you do? I already know that well, that's the case. That. Oh, so now you've confirmed yeah. it. Now you've let the cat out of the bag. See, that's well, just proof that I can't well, no, trust you. No, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's already it been confirmed, confirmed during the season. Ago. This is just exactly what I'm talking Chris. about. He yeah. just he just confirmed oh. it live on the air. Well, I don't know All if I, I can, can confirm say something that's that already been confirmed. <laughs> we're we're talking about Chris Chapman, who like won't name names when everything is already out there. He's not going to say anything to anybody. That's just his just bizarreness, not. though. No, I, I will I will say I this. No, like, no, 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 no. If like, he if he like, knew something he, really he good, he won't even bring up Pete DeBoer anymore. He would if he knew something really big. He I think I don't think Chapman would be able to sit on it. Not out of no, I, that, not 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 out of meanness, not out of spite, not out of ego, because he wants everybody to know, or there might be uh, like a, a couple percentage points in that. But I don't think he'd be able to sit on it out of excitement. See, no, and, that, no, and here, that's that's different than a, ego a, and meanness. A a perfect example, there is a player who I can confirm mm-hmm. is a massive, massive Shania Twain fan. Like to, okay. To the point where where like they go see Shania Twain. Yeah. So what? I well, love that. But but I've never disclosed who that is. But that's not a scoop. Well, here's this. Okay. Better example. There's yeah. a player who signed a extension here. They told me what they were looking for, all off the record. What they were looking for. They wanted to stay here. This is what what they told me, all off the record. I've never disclosed anything. That's never. what they were looking for. No, no, no. If they, if they tell on, me something on, off the know, record. You didn't know about the deal. No, if they tell, they told me we were, I wasn't recording. We were just having a casual conversation, and they told me. No, if they tell you they signed the deal but don't say anything, then you've got something. Well, no, they didn't tell me they, they, they signed it. They told me what they were looking for. I think you and I have different opinions on what is news and what's. Just well, speculation. Well, they they told me the what they wanted, is but like, like if, but had they said to me, "Hey, you okay, can you can on. go with hold that," on. that's a different story. But they never gave me the okay to tell everybody who'd listen. I I tend to agree with Chapman. I don't think he would go with anything unless he was told directly or asked specifically. Can I go with this? Yeah, I don't assume and, things. And at like that, that point. You'd also need to get your second source. So, nope. like, that's that's really what oh, it comes down to. Is you've, don't you've got anymore. people go. People. Oh, they have to. No, they don't. They have to. People. There's there's second. The whole second source idea left the barn about ten years ago. Yeah. It, the, if it, the... it does not matter, and and that's not for Dragger. Always has multiples, or he has it from mm-hmm. somebody he he trusts. But I know Dragger's gone with stuff from, from one source before because he trusted them that much uh, or uh, got, it, got it confirmed. But there's so many people out there spreading stuff around that the whole second source thing, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean a hill of beans well, at all. I, I'm a believer that people just make stuff up. You, on the other hand, I, I don't think you'd report something, Chapman, if you, if you knew it, but you would be telling people, which is 
no, di- no, 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 different, they're... but uh, but the same, and only because of excitement, and that is different than being ego. Well, no, or being like reported if because if you'd if, be so well, pumped hold up on. about it. Would I would I count in that? Would I count in that? Like if Chapman came to me and said, "Hey, I know X," and he tells me what it is, understanding that. I don't care about breaking anything. I'm not going to be out there trying to push push any type of story because I just don't care about that. Would that con- would, would that be considered yeah. telling somebody yeah. that's never going to get yeah. out beyond just the two of us? Yes. I've only broken Okay, I then think, yeah. Then then yeah, Chapman would tell me. I yeah. think I've only broken one one story like in 6 years and that was the date that the gold jerseys were going to be unveiled. I had a I had a source who told me and I I I was Dead accurate in terms of the date that they were going to be and released. You know who, the, who almost got into trouble for that? Who? Me. You did? Yeah, because I work with you and <laughs> yeah, you put that out. But but it wasn't you. I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't know no, that you knew. But but where's the where's the connection there? Well, I how I I could right? not have known that you knew ahead of time when I when I re- no. But well, you of course also, he knows, Chapman. You, you also work in this sphere. So that's something that you should probably bounce off me. See, but we, we had just started working together. No, we, we hadn't. Work. It was like two years ago. <laughs> I've been here for four. You came in the, the bubble year. The bubble year, After the yeah. bubble, yeah. yeah. So no, no, how, no, no, no. how tense was that? How tense was it after Chapman broke? Yeah, that so news? so oh, wait, no. did you get? It wasn't, so, it wasn't tense. So you got you almost, you almost got in trouble. You did get no, in trouble. No, it was it was asked of me. How did he know about that? I'm like, I don't know. Really? Dumb luck. <laughs> No, it wasn't dumb luck. I I had I had a a rock solid source who told oh, me and yeah. dumb luck because you haven't got another one since. I don't need another one. No, I, so, I I nailed so that one. That, that I could rest on my laurels. You weren't dumb luck. <laughs> That's it, the most Chapman. It wasn't dumb luck. It was dumb luck because you were not pursuing that. It's it's dumb you, luck if I if I guessed. No, no, you were told that in a random exchange. <laughs> it's not, it wasn't random. Well, you weren't pursuing. Hey, you don't know jer- that. Nobody knew about them. Were, <laughs> Everybody knew about Chris, them. Were you pursuing? Were you pursuing the gold jerseys? No, of course no, not. No, that's dumb luck. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's not dumb you luck. You found out by, by a random dumb luck. It wasn't dumb luck. It was a conversation we you were. Just I said was you having. Were pursuing it. <laughs> I'm not pursuing it, but it was a conversation I was having with someone I knew, who knew, and I said, "Oh, those mm-hmm. gold jerseys are going to sell when when they're released." And they told you. And they told me that's dumb luck. That's not dumb luck. Dumb luck is you're going to get tweets about this, and people are going to agree that that was dumb luck. If, if, you're not, I, if I if guessed, you're not pursuing it, it's dumb luck. But I didn't need to pursue it. I'm I'm so well liked that they just voluntarily gave me the info. That's true. You're very well. Is that liked. person given you any information since then, Chapman? That person would not be privy to any information regarding anything other oh, okay. than something like that. So you just sold out that Got person. It. Got no, it. no, because I know exactly well who's in that sphere. So now I'm going to go down that path, and I'm going to actually. I already knew the person anyway. Oh, did yeah. you? Yeah, and I made sure that uh, <laughs> that they were dealt with. Uh, w- when we continue, we're going to uh, address. So th- we've talked a lot about the draft. That that was basically the mm-hmm. way things uh, went. And and here's some. I want to tell you on the on the mock list list that uh, that I'm looking at right now. Vegas picks 32nd, and mm-hmm. the person ranked 32nd is a left-handed shooting defenseman uh, from the United States, Hunter Briskovich. So, but in and around there, you've got 
another left-handed shooting defenseman in Caden Price, and you've got a left winger in Daniel Boot. There's a lot of defensemen right in there. Uh, I'll be curious to see where Vegas goes. Um, they have a very specific the, the the opinions and the level of knowledge because I I know all these people for I've known them all forever from Bob Lowe's down. Uh, I, I know where they go. They 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 tend to range from the norms of the list. They, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if if they were if they took somebody that was rated 42nd, like they're uh, along that uh, that ilk. Uh, they they can mm-hmm. jump off the the board, uh, so to speak. So, uh, but as far as plus minus, you've got uh, uh, a left winger at 31. And then two left defensemen at 32 and 33 uh, in, in that range. Uh, when we continue, though, we're going to get into the NHL awards, which will wrap up this calendar season uh, for the National Hockey League. Uh, that's going to come your way in hour number two. We'll uh, go down that path and more of uh, Chris Chapman's dumb luck. What else has he had in his life where we could argue whether it's dumb luck or planned perfectly? It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Well, we solved that little bit of news. How much could Chapman be told without spilling it? I didn't tell him anything during the commercial break, but he did say this three times. That reminds me of a story when, and then he told me. And then that reminds me of a, a situation when, and then he told me. Three times that happened, all because our conversation reminded him of something, and he told me some good little dirt. And that is one was personal, one was uh, sports related, and and the other one had something to do with um, how would you call it legal system, probably legal system, eh? Uh, something along that line. So three things, three things he just spilled his guts about. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, all, yeah, all Ryan, because I, it was on, on and, the heels and, of our conversation. Ryan, you were and, privy to, to and all the, the and conversation. The, and the <laughs> Chapman, Chapman, and, and the kettlebell was bolted to the floor. Yeah, Come on, yeah, like, let's be yeah. real. Here. Well, that was never the Darren can bench. Darren can bench 375 pounds. Oh, we and the were, kettlebell we, was we, we were making fun of floor. that the other day, how how that got under your skin. We were, we were laughing with, uh, who is it? Ashley? Was <laughs> yeah, Ashley, Ashley had a good laugh. Yeah. Boy, you just threw her under the bus again oh she was on the air yeah, laughing well done, about good that job. she was on the air on this show laughing uh, about as, that as, as if you didn't rub it in enough that she referred to her her boyfriend nick oh we had dinner that night with nick fontana with nick fontana and it was uh, garrett calloway's birthday okay so oh the surprise us, party yeah we, yeah we we got together for a big birthday see garrett you Calloway told me that i didn't say anything well it was you, you knew for 20 minutes if yeah, you would have ruined it within 20 minutes that would have been bad i wanted to text garrett like, so how anyway, come i wasn't invited uh, so uh, <laughs> in, in walks ashley or we walked in uh, she was already there and uh garrett had heard the conversation on the air he was listening uh which is another good reason why we don't Say state secrets on the show because people are listening because yes. we were talking. We that would ruin the surprise. Anyway, uh, Garrett uh, had heard about the friend. So Ashley said that uh, her friend told her about a good idea about Vegas posing with the Stanley Cup in front of the Welcome to Las Vegas sign, welcoming the Stanley Cup to Vegas. I'm like that's great. Who's who's the friend? Because I wanted to get the uh, the friend. Maybe it was Garrett. Maybe it was someone. I wanted the friend to get some some props, and she said, uh, "Well, it's it's my boyfriend, Nick Montana." So we were calling Nick for the, for the entire night, friend, buddy, <laughs> and, and friend, and it was it was really because the last thing you really want 
is uh, is to be called a friend, right? Yeah, especially if you're the SO. Yeah, unless uh, like the it would have been worse if she would have called him my roommate. Oh, that that that, yeah. that would have been. I mean, right. I mean, but that they, came up a couple of times. They're too. beyond the the just dating stage. I don't know. I don't get into her personal. No, but she she they, she disclosed that they live together. They have know. a dog. I mean, Maybe, that's beyond dating. You're, so. you're 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 assuming some stuff. <laughs> I and you know what happens when you assume. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, say it. I'm usually right. Say it. When I assume things, I'm usually <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, we are going to get into the NHL awards uh, in just a little bit. Uh, we'll tee everything up on the second hour of the VGK Insider Show as we continue on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Don't say anything during this commercial break. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Spent a lot of time talking about the uh, National Hockey League draft and what's going to come up uh, next week in Nashville. Last time the National Hockey League draft was in Music City, USA, was 2003. That was the year that Marc-Andre Fleury went first overall. The top five that year, Fleury... Eric Stahl, who just played against Vegas in, in the Stanley Cup final, which is amazing. Nathan Horton won a Stanley Cup with the Boston Bruins. Nikolai Zheridev, who caused great angst to my buddy Doug McLean in Columbus. And then Thomas Vanek, who was uh, a great to player with, with the Buffalo Sabres. Not drafted that year was Alexander Ovechkin, who mm-hmm. went the next year first overall. Mm-hmm. Does that not seem weird? You're not going to challenge me on why I would even mention that Alexander Ovechkin didn't go in 2003? Well, Chris Chapman wanted to bring up a conversation about Alexander Ovechkin potentially going the year before he burst onto the scene. Yeah, I I had come across a story that I didn't know if it was urban legend or if it was 100% accurate. But the Florida Panthers wanted to draft Ovechkin in 2003 because his birthday was two days before the deadline. Two days after the the, cutoff. And their general manager argued that if not for leap year, he would have been eligible to be drafted (laughs) that year. So I didn't know if that was true. They looked at all the calendar years, tropical year, which would have put him into the, <laughs> the year. There, and, and this came from the owner of the Florida Panthers, Mr. Cohn, who told wow. Rick Dudley, explore this, go down this path. The owner was in one of the scouting meetings preparing for the draft and uh, said, what year are they using? Uh, meaning, like, who? why couldn't he be eligible? Why is he being cut off? And he went down this path, and he had Rick Dudley go up to the central registry during the first round of that, uh, and then subsequent rounds, uh, multiple times to Central Registry saying, we're going to take Alexander Ovechkin. And Central Registry <laughs> would say, no, he's not eligible. We want to take Alexander Ovechkin. Well, if you do, you're going to be denied, and you're going to lose the pick. So then they would take mm-hmm. somebody else. So wasn't the so, story that... So up until the last pick, he said, we're going to take him. And Central Registry said, you don't want to do this. You, you really yeah. don't want to look like... Uh, and the Central Registry went to the point of turning off the microphones <laughs> at the Florida <laughs> Panthers draft table so it didn't get out even more. Now, Rick Dudley, the general manager at the time, uh, is, is now working back in Florida 
uh, with Bill Zito. Uh, he's worked for everybody, Rick. Uh, he said he was somewhat embarrassed to have to go up. It wasn't his idea. He knew it wasn't going to work. He said Jim Gregory of Hockey Operations, National Hockey League, former uh, the, the guy that the General Manager of the Year award is named after, Mr. Gregory, uh, would look at him and say, no. Uh, Colin Campbell would look at him and say, no. Gary Bettman would look me in the eye and say, no. After those three had told me, <laughs> no, I felt even more foolish that I was going down this path, but my owner wanted to do it, so... Uh, he was signing the checks, uh, so I went to do it. And then after the draft was over, he bolted. And people yeah. thought he was mad <laughs> because they wouldn't let him take Ovechkin <laughs> the year before he was eligible. And he said, I wasn't mad. I was more embarrassed and didn't want to get caught in, in people interviewing me about what a, what we had just somewhat tried to do. That wasn't the explanation from the owner that if they filed a grievance in court that it would be on the record that they had attempted to draft Ovechkin? That was on the last pick. That's okay. why he said, "We mm. let's take him no matter what. And, <laughs> wow. and they didn't. They took glass instead. Uh, I can't remember which glass it was. Not uh, Cody. Uh, uh, no, it wasn't Cody. Tanner glass uh, might have been. <laughs> uh, so, so he didn't end up taking it. But that was one of the reasons why the owner wanted to basically waste a pick <laughs> by going down that path to have it on record in case they sued and and they had it uh, uh, <laughs> right there for everybody in the world to see. I I can respect it. I, I can. I can respect the uh, the, the tropical due year. diligence and the <laughs> and the the, the, the trying. No stone, no stone unturned. No stone unturned. I think that that's the, the right way to approach it, especially with a, a talent like Ovechkin. Imagine how the course I, I of history that. would have changed had they actually been able to do this. Denies him from getting to be the first overall pick. Oh, boy. Two days. Two days. Unreal. Ovechkin. Well, Malkin would have went first overall to Washington then. Yeah. Maybe Penguins don't win three cups. Yeah. Maybe the Panthers win a few. Maybe not. And then there's everybody else that goes to a different spot. <sighs> Sliding doors, baby. Ever see that movie? Sliding doors. Fate. A decision here or there. Ooh. Hour two's next.